Welcome to the Resilient Recruiter Podcast. This is your host, Mark Whitby, and you are listening to the 100th episode of the show. I'm quite excited and proud of that achievement. And really, I want to thank you for listening, for following my show, for all the fantastic reviews. I really, really appreciate it. And I've been humbled by how much people seem to love this show. And I don't take your support for granted. If anything, it's just motivated me and spurred me on to not only continue this journey, but constantly strive to do my best and bring you excellent content each week. I also want to thank my sponsor, iIntro, for being such an amazing partner and covering the cost of producing this show. Since I launched the Resilient Recruiter podcast in November 2019, I've interviewed some of the biggest names in our industry, people like James Can, Greg Savage, Twice, and Swain. However, the majority of my guests have been people you probably never heard of before. And that's because they're not professional speakers or industry experts or gurus. I've interviewed some of the biggest billing solo recruiters on the planet. I've also interviewed the partners of some of the best boutique search firms and the founders of some of the fastest growing staffing agencies who've scaled to 100 employees or more. This podcast has given me a platform to meet some truly exceptional people, which has been an absolute privilege. So thank you again, my loyal listener, for making this show a success. Now, you guys have been asking me to do more solo episodes where I share my own content and reveal some of the strategies that have enabled my coaching clients to double and triple their billings. So I've taken your feedback on board, and going forward, the format will be slightly different. Of course, I'm going to continue doing lots of interviews of, you know, superstars in our industry that have been so popular. And in addition, once in a while, I promise to deliver some training on the show. You know, I've been a coach for 20 years. I've trained over 10,000 recruiters in 34 countries. And people keep saying to me, Mark, why don't you do any of your training on the show? So I will finally be doing that starting today. Today, I'm going to share with you the seven habits of million-dollar billers. So I've interviewed 96 different people on the show. And it's 96 because there's two people who I interviewed twice, at least 25 of those guests have been million-dollar solo billers. I did a quick check and counted them up prior to recording this episode. What's really interesting is that they're all completely different characters, different personalities. Um, The industries they specialize in are different. They have different communication styles, and yet they all do have certain things in common. Now, before I tell you the seven habits of million-dollar billers, let me tell you the three things that uh, were not common factors. Number one was market sector. So the million-dollar billers who I've interviewed come from every different specialism. So there was a few in IT, a few in software sales, but they've been as varied as aerospace, supply chain, legal, You know, some worked with startups and scale-ups, some worked with mid-cap companies, some with Fortune 1000, some are in financial services, uh, private equity, cybersecurity, med tech. So really, every market sector or industry specialism that you can think of. Number two is personality. I've met some extremely dynamic and extroverted people, and others have been sort of quietly confident and a lot more introverted. And then, of course, everything in between. And number three, and this is the surprising one, I think, or at least this is the one I found surprising, was some 
as you would expect, are like machines. They're working 12, 15 hours a day. But on the other hand, some are working much few hours than that. One lady worked as few as three or four hours a day. Now, I suspect that nobody became super successful without working incredibly hard, at least in the early stages of their career. But some have been able to really maintain their success later in their career, working fewer hours. So if it's not market sector, personality, or you know, necessarily how many hours they work, then what are the common factors? Here then are the seven habits of million dollar billers. Number one is niche mastery. Now, much as it does not seem to matter what market sector you work in, every, well, I can think of maybe one or two exceptions, but the vast majority of these top producers are masters of their niche market. And what I mean by that is that they have an area of focus, of concentration, of specialism, whatever you want to call it, and they stay in their lane. So that means that every conversation they're having every day with clients, with candidates, every conversation is worthwhile because it's broadening their network. And those are people who, even if they don't do business with today, are going to be valuable, useful connections at some stage in the future, okay? So I hope you can understand the power of that. By the way, I am going to do a really top-level summary of these seven habits today, and I may or may not revisit them in more detail in a subsequent episode. So, like, I'm not going to go on for ages here. I'm just going to give you short and sweet what the seven habits are. So number one is niche market mastery. Number two is planning and productivity. Every single one of these 25 plus uh, super billers is extremely focused, disciplined with their time, focused on being productive. They get a lot of horsepower out of themselves, but they also work very efficiently. So they only work on jobs they're likely to fill. They only work with candidates they're likely to place, and they squeeze the maximum value from every single conversation. Okay, so number two is planning and productivity. Number three is they know their metrics. And what I mean by that is, now they all have different formulas for success, but invariably they're super aware of their own ratios and what activity levels they need in order to hit their goal, right? So working backwards, if the goal is to build a million dollars, they know, okay, how many placements is that? How many first-time interviews do I need? How many candidate presents presentations do I need? How many job orders or mandates do I need? So they know exactly what they have to do every day and every week in order to hit their number. Okay, so they know their metrics is number three. Number four is repeat business or recurring revenue. Let me expand on that. So I believe, and I've come to the conclusion that through these interviews, that the only way you can become a million dollar permanent direct hire biller is you have an established client base who give you regular repeat business, okay? Think about it. If you're spending all day doing new business development, you, there's no way you're going to have time to do the work necessary to make four to six placements a month, right? So the more repeat business you can get, the easier it is to hit those numbers. Or 
The other alternative is that if you're in the staffing business, you place contractors or consultants who generate gross margins for you month after month for long periods of time, sometimes even years, that is another formula for success because you've got the recurring revenue. So it has to be one or the other, right? Either you need to build those key accounts who give you regular repeat business, or you need a model where you're placing consultants and you get paid over and over for each placement. So that is number four, is repeat business or recurring revenue. Number five is high volume and high value. So as you can imagine, some recruiters work high volume, low value, so lower level placements, uh, but doing a high number of them. Other recruiters will focus on really high value placements, but lower volume, so they don't do as many placements, right? Now, both of these can be successful. What I've noticed, though, is that the biggest billers seem to have both. So they have um, a higher than average fee level and they're doing a lot of deals every month in order to hit seven figures, okay? Now, you can work out for yourself. Like if you, some of these people have had deals, uh, average size fees of fifty to $70,000. So you don't need that many deals to do seven figures. Whereas others might have a deal value of say 25,000, but they're making four to six placements a month, right? And there's a very small minority who had lower placement values, but worked on projects where they're placing dozens of people at a time, or in one case, I think over a hundred people in a short space of time, but that's pretty rare. So the most common formula seems to be a combination, like finding that sweet spot between volume and value Okay, and if you can get high volume and high value, then that would be the ideal scenario. So that is number five, which is high volume and high value. Number six is what I call partnership. Now, some of my guests actually use that same word. They like to be a business partner to their clients, right? But what they really mean is that it's a mutually committed relationship. It's a there's collaboration, there's communication, there's cooperation, okay? And when it boils down to it, there's commitment from the client in either the form of a retainer or a, at least an engagement fee and minimum is exclusivity, okay? This goes back to what I said earlier in terms of working, you know, being productive, working efficiently. Million dollar billers, do not waste time on searches that they are unlikely to complete, okay? So that comes down to partnership. Would you like to make the transition from pure contingency to being a retained recruiter? Do you want to be respected as a true business partner by your clients while increasing your average fee? If so, then clearly you need to do something different. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and expect a different result. Our sponsor, iIntro, gives you a turnkey solution for winning retained searches and managed service agreements at higher fees. You will take business away from your competitors because you can actually show the client a unique methodology in a very tangible way and demonstrate conclusively how you will improve their staff retention and reduce their total cost per hire while also saving hours of management time. 
If you'd like to see how iIntro can help you to grow your recruitment business and increase your average fees, just go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash retained. Book a free consultation. There's no obligation. And if you mention that you listen to this podcast, iIntro have pledged to offer you a 25% discount on any of their services. Just go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash retained to get started. Finally, habit number seven is a growth mindset. And what I mean by that is what I've discovered is that million-dollar billers are always looking to improve. They're never satisfied with the status quo. They are constantly striving to get better, and they love learning. Jordan Rayboy said to me that he's a student of the craft, i.e. the craft of recruiting. Rich Rosen is another example uh, of someone who's you know, constantly learning. He loves attending recruitment trainings. And, you know, an example of how he has improved his practice is he always worked contingency for years. And then in the last couple of years, he shifted in favor of an engaged or contained model. So that mindset of constant and never ending improvement. Whereas what I find is average billers seem to be more likely to think they already know it all or that they, you know, have no room for improvement, right? So factor number seven, habit number seven is growth mindset. Speaking of constant improvement and continuous learning and development, I can give you a proven process to double or triple your billings, to get off the feast and famine revenue roller coaster, and to generate a consistent, predictable flow of placements. I can give you the exact roadmap to attract inbound clients and candidates, win work on a retained basis with higher fees, be treated as a trusted advisor, and respected as a real leader in your field. I can also share with you the secrets of leveraging automation and virtual assistance in order to increase your income and change more lives while working fewer hours. For example, one of our clients, Alex, was sharing with us recently how he's increased his billings by 300% compared to last year. Here's what Alex had to say about joining our Inner Circle Coaching and Peer Advisory Program. I mean, number one, do I plan to carry on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's nine day from where I was at last year, Mark. I mean, gosh, I, you know, I think I told you about this time last year. I was really on the fence about do I continue on this path or do I go back to, you know, the corporate gig, right? I mean, I had some opportunities to go back to my previous company, some other opportunities kind of on the table. And, um, you know, things have really started to click. I mean, there was still a lot of probably I needed to learn. I mean, I'm only two years in, but just, uh, you know, I'm getting a ton of value out of the group. I mean, there's a lot of things I still need to do, but you, you're really good about the way you uh, present information, you know, small chunks. It's not overwhelming. And uh, again, I mean, I look at look at the ROI. I mean, my gosh, I mean, this year uh, I have to pull my financials, but it's about three hundred and about three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in revenue. That's awesome. And the goal of this year was two fifty. So yeah. you know, I mean, I, I did a little little over hundred last year. So I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, this is the best earning year I've ever seen in my entire life. And there's a lot more to be done, and a lot of opportunities still improve. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Good for you. That is, I am thrilled. Well, thank for you. you. Yeah. You and Leanne and the group, I mean, it, you know, a great group of people and a lot of different ideas and, and approaches. And, you know, sometimes you, some things may work, some things may not, but there's, there's a ton of value in, in, you know, what this brings and what a lot of people really don't know out there in the recruiting space. 
Amazing. That's awesome. And I feel like, you know, in terms of the different strategies you can implement, you've probably only done, I don't know, 20% of it or... It's small. Yeah. If you'd like to learn more about joining our Inner Circle Coaching and Peer Advisory Program, then book a strategy call with me or a member of my team at recruitmentcoach.com forward slash breakthrough. That's recruitmentcoach.com forward slash breakthrough. Meanwhile, thank you again for being a listener. I really appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe or follow the show if you haven't already done so. And have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Recruiter. If you've enjoyed the show, the best way you can show your support is to click that subscribe button. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.